When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here is a 10-minute sample of the big inside view. There's more, indeed hours and hours more, of content waiting for you when you join the big interview. Go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter to find out how. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Graham Hunter to join us. Be a socio. Um, we were actually recording, uh, Martin and I, when the um, attack took place. And I think that it's worth saying, aside from all the... First of all, I'm angry. I'm angry not simply about the, the cowardly... Um, and, and what will ultimately be unsuccessful attacks, not just in my city, but in the big cities around the world where they've already devastated some lives. People will resist. People will find joy. People will stick two fingers up at them and keep on going. There is no question about that. I'm also really furious about some of the, the UK news media, which echoed back to me. I was listening to so there was a Sky News broadcast. It sent somebody out on Sunday morning. Sunday morning, the Sagrada Familia was commandeered for a service of remembrance. And I heard this reporter, this woman say, of course, the attack was tremendously well planned and organized. Well, like, this city epitomized what, what it believes when at the camp now that night, during the minute, minute silence in Catalan, people spontaneously began to shout out and it gathered force. It wasn't disrespectful to break the minute silence. I'm not afraid. We are not afraid. It was I am and I am Spartacus moment where people just wanted those around the stadium and those who were listening on the, the international feed to hear locals saying we're not afraid and we're not yet. This, I heard this reporter doing damage, I think, and she might as well have been in the pay of these cowards and idiots, the terrorists, by saying it was hugely organised. Right now, as we speak, Families have been devastated by injured friends and relations, and families have lost people. It's very, very, very serious. If you look at the thing that tried to damage Barcelona as a city, the terrorists have blown themselves up. One cop took four or five of them out in one exercise in Cambrils. There's another exercise going on right now where a suspected terrorist has been shot dead. It's likely to be proven that he's the one who drove the lorry. It's been an it's been unbelievably inept and, and conducted by stupid people as well as cowardly people. And this city hasn't cowered. Yeah, my family and I went out to the Gracia Festival on Saturday um, deliberately to show that we weren't 
afraid of crowded places that we were going to participate in the city's life. A 200-year-old festival, street decorations, just life-affirming and fun to be involved in. And the city was normal, throbbing, robust. And, and you know, that was reflected at the camp now, I believe, where, again, although many, many socios of the football club Barcelona were on holiday because it's August and in the Mediterranean, that means clear out, go to the coast, go to another country. But the, the attendance was, was big, it was noisy, um, and it was defiant, I think. And I, I hope this reflects other cities and other sporting events in the past where I've been less aware of it because it's not my city, that, that the people come together and say, we won't be changed, we won't have our lives taken away, and we will not show any fear. That's what happened. And um, it led into, um, this is a football kind of podcast. So it did lead into an interesting football match where Messi's performance, although he's not on the score sheet, again carried um, the team um, on his back. He was the one that pinned Betis back. He's the one that said no Suarez, no Neymar, no problem. And in recent podcasts and writing, I've been saying it's, it's interesting every time something new is asked of Messi, he responds in different ways. But he's so multifaceted that it isn't simply about his goals or his dribbling. Or this is a guy whose character says, "Okay, give me a problem and I'll I'll cut it in half or in three or in four, and I'll do it on behalf of the team." This at a time when there are stories um, surfacing in the media about Manchester City trying to persuade him to come. I I would be surprised if they weren't trying. It's the right thing to do to ask him. Evidently, it is, and his contract hasn't yet been finally redacted and signed and, and the deal is not done until that ink is dry. Gosh, we know that in sport for absolute sure and in business. But the standout story beside that was Sergio Roberto's. I hope you enjoyed his performance, Neil, because we talked about how he doesn't really want to answer the call of clubs like Chelsea and Manchester United. This is his club. He's a Catalan. He's happy here so long as he's playing and there was a doubt about what Valverde thought about him, and that was because at right back, the, the solution didn't seem to be clear. Semedo's been bought, he's the right guy, but he's raw. He got in that fight, do you remember, in America on the preseason tour with Neymar, and it was a bust-up. And I'm told that Valverde wanted to slap Semedo down a little bit, say, no, 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 chum, you don't arrive here, and he just wanted a little apology and peacemaking. And Semedo was like, not for it. Not like carrying it on, but he was like, I wasn't in the wrong and Neymar was in the wrong. And the coach Valverde has been trying to see if he can just push this young kid, um, signed from Portuguese football, chippy kid, into, into shape. And that's, that's the reason he hasn't been playing so much, because the training ground reports from him are good. And he played a good game and he played it right back, which meant Sergio Roberto in midfield where he was a star. We'll see much better from... Uh, Kiki Setien's Betis during the season much much better as his Johan Cruyff philosophy kicks in as the newer players are ready Neil but it was a big it, I think there was a breathing of a sigh of relief by the cops by the city by the club it was a very serious situation the security was big that night and a, a mutual friend of yours and I was there um, we'll just say Charlie was his name in a box um, at the camp now and with them, um, a Brazilian couple who'd been on the Rambler at the time that this van was was 
doing its carnage and they'd leapt out of the way and into a shoe shop where the owner had locked the door and they'd been locked in there for three and a half hours. One of the Belgian victims was in the city to go to the camp now. This this magnetic attraction of Football Club Barcelona and what happened or what these cowards tried to do to the city, they're intertwined, in, I think, in more ways than most big cities. And therefore, for the thing to go safely, for the thing to go defiantly, for those people who've been fearful, locked away in a shoe shop, hiding from the terrorists, and for that poor woman, one of the 15 known victims so far, who'd come to the city specifically for the camp now, it's always so important that it was a, a night of peace and a night, night of defiance and a night without any further casualties. It's uh, it, it kind of seems a little bit silly um, to move from such a subject to to more. I, I know what you're saying, but it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. I know what you mean. It, do you mean it, that we might appear glib or we might appear disrespectful? Because I, I don't think it's silly. I think there's a continuity. I, I don't think it's just words that football gives people an outlet for their joy, an outlet for their defiance. I, I, and, and sports events will, you know, have always been targeted, will always be targeted. And therefore, I, I think we need to make the, make the move with care. Uh, but I think it's right, Neil. That's, that's my point of view. And I think it's yours too. Okay, then, well, let's do it um, and talk about a club that we've been talking about more than any other since we started these socio-special inside views, and that's Madrid. Um, I mean, as as promising, I guess, as Barcelona were after a, a couple of really terrible um, results against Madrid, at the weekend, I mean, Madrid just go from strength to strength, and it looks like a scary season. Yeah, it's fantastic. At the end of the, the match, the Madrid-born Deportivo La Coruña coach Pepe Mel said, listen, I'll tell you something. In a, in, a, in a sort of flash interview, but long, because he's bright and he's articulate and he's got things to say about football that are beyond just the fact his team was defeated. He said, look at this team. He said, look at Asensio, look at Llorente, look at Isco, um, look at Carvajal. And he goes through the majority of, let's say, six, seven of the squad. He said, they're young. He said, I'm Madrid para rato. This Madrid is here to dominate for a long time. And you understand his point of view because although the build-up says maybe the most successful time in the history, I mean, remember this was this was called what? Um, I think they were awarded, weren't they, the the most successful club of the 20th century. That was their official title that they were given because of how many trophies they'd won and what their image was and so on and so forth. But Despite that, and despite winning every European Cup from its inception until the early 60s, right now is the most successful, statistically, trophy-wise, that they've ever been yet. They keep getting they keep getting more powerful. They keep getting more attractive and better. And at Deportivo La Coruña, where they've, you know, they've gone and won a lot recently after 17 seasons where they were either beaten or they drew, and sometimes they were beaten badly, beaten black and blue. They've gone to the Riazor and, and Deportivo La Coruña, you know, get stuck into them. 6-2 it was last April. And I remember the same Pepe Mel saying about Deportivo La Coruña, I was disgusted we didn't get a foul till the 20th minute. I was furious we didn't compete until the last second. And you knew that that experience, 6-2 at home, 2-0 down after 14 minutes, goals just for fun, 
that was going to be dinned into his players on Sunday evening before they went out and they were going to get tucked in and they did. But Madrid put their hand around Depor's neck and squeezed right from the start. It was alert. It was electric. It was really attractive to watch. The goals were super, particularly the second one, where after all that we've said about Pep Guardiola's Barcelona and, and potentially the greatest football ever played, it was positional. It was systematic. This is different, but it it reached the same level of quality. I've got no fear in saying that that second goal where every Madrid player touches the ball, there are 44 passes, and in the end, it's get, it goes from right to left, from Isco over to Marcelo, who takes on one front, squares it right across the goal, and Casemiro, the holding, organising, theoretically non-scoring central midfielder, who's now got three in five competitive games, including the Champions League final, the Super Cup final against Manchester United, and here the opening game of La Liga away from home. There's Casemiro just tucking it home nicely. But it's it's a goal of absolute throbbing beauty. And they they have a, a proper rival in Deportivo La Coruña. They don't look at 3-0 and think, well, look, another walk in the park. Florin Andoni had three one-on-one chances. There was one off the bar from Guillermo. This was a match where Deportivo La Coruña suffered from a quality gap, Neil, but competed and the Riosol was jumping. The noise was absolutely brilliant. It's a northwest industrial fishing town where they had Baby Depor and Super Depor, where they used to go to the Bernabeu and win the cup final against Madrid in their own stadium on their centenary day where they won the title twice, where they I saw them beating. I was in the Riosor for them to beat the reigning European champions, Milan, 4-0, having lost 4-1 in the San Siro. This is a place where they, they, they ooze defiance. And they went after Madrid, and Madrid coped, swallowed everything that the fans and the team had to throw at them, and just played such brilliant, beautiful, muscular football. It's... If if people who are socios aren't watching Real Madrid religiously under Zidane right now, stop, drop something from your agenda, lose something, lose the shopping, lose the trampolining, lose the origami. It doesn't matter what it is. Start watching Zidane's Madrid or you'll regret it. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.